Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes. And to support this show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So the big one, I feel, I, I think I, I usually kind of talk about some of the stuff that's been happening on my end, but I do want to kind of jump right in because uh, I was kind of waiting for this. I know, I don't know if a lot of other people were waiting for this, for this announcement. There were a lot of rumors from Rockstar, Rockstar Games, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy was announced. They, I don't, I'm not sure why they are going with this weird uh, name because it, it's called Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, which I get what they're trying to say. You know, I totally understand that it's three of the games and they're the definitive versions of these games. Um, you know, however, I'm sure they could have come up with something better. I don't know, the San Andreas tale. That are like obviously doesn't really make sense, but you get what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it's finally been announced. So the first thing I wanted to kind of, you know, talk about that, I guess, was the expectations, right? Like I think we are going into this almost being spoiled by games like Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake, Demon Souls remake, even the Mafia Definitive Edition remake whatever that whatever the name was for that one but basically the thought was that oh yeah it'll be remade from the ground up which i'm sure a lot of us would want i would want that because uh you know some of these games i do have cool awesome memories with them however i never completed them back then and i just just the type of gameplay it's it's a it's a it's an easy game easy type of gameplay to get into like, you'll know kind of what to do. You know, you're just following the markers, whatnot. But the gameplay has progressed so much over time that going back to a game like that is not easy for, like, a modern gamer. Um, I found this with The Legend of Zelda. Surprisingly, Ocarina of Time wasn't that bad, but but something like Twilight Princess, for example, if you play, especially if you play the, the Wii version of that game, that, like, you know, there's certain things that make you get make you say, like, okay, you know what, this is this is really cool. This is a good game, but I would prefer if it was, you know, remastered or remade in a, in a way where it was kind of adapting or adopting certain modern gaming, you know, things. So with this, I would, I would normally have been hoping that, you know, they would kind of do a whole full remake from the ground up. But because this is kind of essentially taking, you know, just taking over or in a way removing the, the what rockstar has kind of done in a way I'm, I'm trying to like find like the right way to say it i guess because i feel like i'm mixing my words with this but basically rockstar has taken away the other grand theft auto games so you can't go on playstation or steam or anywhere to to get them now so i feel like that's like the first thing i should, I should start off with so those games are not available anymore basically this game this trilogy definitive edition whatever it is this will take over this will be the thing that you can purchase to be able to experience those first three games or Grand Theft Auto 3, 3.2, 3.3, whatever. So basically, that's kind of the idea. So because of that, there's no way they're going to remake this. Uh, they, there's no way they'll, they will remake a game. Like, this is the same thing with Resident Evil 2 or, you know, Final Fantasy 7. 
it's not like those games come out and say okay so the other ones don't exist anymore or like you know are actually resident evil 2 is kind of hard to get right but like you get what i'm saying when it comes to final fantasy 7 for example it's the same thing with this where like i I, if they were making this remake and the older ones were still available for us to purchase i would be like okay you know what maybe they are doing like a remake but it seems that this is kind of them saying hey we're just gonna clean this up we're gonna like uprise it we're gonna you know add a couple of things here and there but other than that it will be the same game so you know enjoy where rockstar pays money and apparently it's priced at like a full $60 to $70 or whatever, which is just ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I I probably won't be purchasing this. I know I kind of say that a lot of times. I know. And then I still end up purchasing things. I know that. But this time around, I promise. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see when this game actually comes out. But I think like I just wanted to kind of temper expectations that, you know what, this game is going to be fun, especially for people that really enjoy Grand Theft Auto games. This will be just a way to relive those games however this is not the remake that we were hoping for this is not them kind of using the grand theft auto 5 engine and and whatever I, yeah i think it's a new yeah it's a, I, I was just thinking i'm like because i know it's a new engine but i was thinking if it was kind of like call of duty or some of these other games where they just kind of build upon that initial engine and just keep adding things to it so it's still the base engine is the same but obviously they've added like a bunch of other things to it but I think it's a completely different engine. So for Grand Theft Auto V, I, for, for this one, I would have hoped that they said, hey, you know what? Grand Theft Auto V is awesome. The physics engine and that, all that stuff is really cool. Let's take that and put it into each of these games. Spruce it up a little bit. It doesn't need to look like it's a game that is meant for the PS5. It does not It does not need to look like that. If it's a game that's like, you know, looks good, it's like, met, it's like almost kind of targeted for PS4, Xbox One, something like that. I mean, can you imagine a Red Dead Redemption 2 looking kind of, grand theft auto trilogy experience like oh my god that would have been that'd be awesome i i feel like that would be like i know rockstar can do it it's more of them you know them knowing that they can just kind of put something else like this out and then still get a lot of money for it right unfortunately that's what how it works but i'm just kind of tempering expectations this is not what's gonna be it's just gonna be a, a little like you know remaster ish thing um especially with the ps5 and the series x in mind i am hoping that this means that the game runs at 60 fps but you know you never know i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold my breath on this i'm just gonna wait and see but i'm pretty excited about this either way not to purchase it but just to kind of see <laughs> what what this looks like and hopefully this means that we're finally getting to a point where rockstar says you know what let's let's move on let's get to grab the Auto six but we know that's not gonna happen anytime soon so we will talk about the nintendo switch oled the OLED model, which was announced and kind of took gamers by surprise, including myself, mainly because up to that point, we were all assuming or at least predicting that a new Nintendo Switch, a 4K version of the Nintendo Switch will be announced. So instead, we got a new Switch. They spruced it up. They made it look really nice and everything, except they kind of ended it with, oh, by the way, it's the same Switch. It's the exact same Switch as the one you currently own. It's the exact same switch as what is in the Switch Lite as well. It's just it just has a very nice screen and some extra, like you know some minor things change here and there. So, at first I'll start off by saying that yeah, like I know I was not gonna get a Switch OLED. This is kind of why I was talking about this me me kind of buying things after saying that I'm not gonna buy them. So I was initially not gonna buy the OLED Switch, uh, but then Safsilv was was kind of like looking at a couple of videos with me. 
uh, about the Nintendo Switch OLED and all the features and, and how it looks and this and that. And then, yeah, we both got convinced. We both ordered a Nintendo Switch OLED and I think it should be, it should actually be arriving today. So I'm going to have to like do the whole transfer thing and everything like that for, for my old Switch to the new one. But like, yeah, I, I feel like I should be completely transparent about that, that I'm, I am getting a Nintendo Switch OLED. Um, and it does seem that a lot of people feel the same way because Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch OLED is selling out in all spots. Uh, in Japan, it had a modest launch, but a lot of analysts are saying that it, it is mainly due to the fact that there's a lot of stock issues. Um, even the, the whole chip shortage, the component shortage stuff, that's affecting Nintendo Switch as well, even though it's not using, you know, any of the new kind of newer kind of components, you know, there's still components that a lot of companies need for their various, you know, businesses. So it's still kind of, it's still an issue to, for, for Nintendo to be able to produce these new switches in a sense. So it is, so that's one of the reasons why Jap Japan had a, had a modest start that way. Um, but it's still so called of it. I think it was like 138 or 140,000, uh, Nintendo switch OLED, uh, OLED models were sold. Um, in the first couple of days or so, which is pretty good. Uh, it's lower than like the other Nintendo Switch is in the in the family, but still quite quite impressive. On the other end, the on, on the UK side, the Nintendo Switch OLED I think did a really good job. Like it was it was quite high up. I believe it did even. I feel like I should have had these numbers with me, but it's okay. I'm just gonna I'll describe it. <laughs> you know, basically, uh, the UK sales data was kind of showing that the Nintendo Switch OLED actually sold more than the Switch Lite in its first couple of days or so. Um, it didn't, obviously, I don't think it matched when Nintendo Switch first came out, which again, that's completely understandable. But at the same time, that's, you know, that's quite impressive. That's still quite impressive for a, a model that just has a new screen on it. It does not have a new, comp new kind of, you know, Tegra X2 GPU thing, APU, whatever you want to call it. So it, it is honestly, at the end of the day, still very, very impressive that Nintendo was able to pull this off. Now, what does this mean for the 4K or the Nintendo Switch Pro that we've all been hoping for? I honestly think at this point, and I know I made a video about this, I know I talked about this in the past and you know, based on all the rumors and everything that was kind of leaking, I honestly think at this point, we should not expect a Nintendo Switch Pro or a 4K. We should just instead expect a Nintendo Switch 2. It just does not make any sense. And I totally understand now. I kind of, I did kind of mention it, but, you know, because of rumors and all these, you know, various industry veterans were kind of like talking about how, you know, there is so much uh, information about the new Nintendo Switch 4K Pro model, whatever you want to call it, how that's going to be coming out soon and all that. However, that didn't really make too much sense, mainly because the Nintendo Switch was just selling so well. It just kind of comes down to the idea that, okay, like, you know, the 4K thing, the 4K resolution is obviously the next step for Nintendo. But, you know, it makes sense if that's the thing that's causing a barrier or that's the blocker that's kind of avoiding a lot of these new gamers to, you know, purchase a Switch. If that's the reason that they're like, no, once it's, a four, once it's at 4K, then I'll buy a Switch. But that's not the case. People are still buying Nintendo Switches. So I think... You know, it didn't make a lot of sense, but it, it was it was still like okay, you know what? Like they they probably did some numbers balances on their end, and they said that yeah, yeah, we'll do a, a 4K switch. That'll make sense. We'll get more third party games, this and that. Perfect. But after seeing this Nintendo Switch OLED get announced, you kind of you kind of realize at that point. I realized that oh yeah, they never never mind. They do see that on their end. 
they do see the Nintendo Switch is still the best-selling console week on week. They still see that every single game that they release just sells like crazy. So for them, it's like, why would we try to make a more expensive Switch that will... Because Nintendo Switch, at this point, from my assumption, on each console will probably be making a lot, a, a, a huge chunk of profit, right? That's kind of how like consoles work, where the, the first year they release, they usually don't make a lot of profit. Although I think, I feel like, did PS5? I believe the PS4 did. I'm not 100% sure about the PS5 or the Series X and S. Uh, but I think the Nintendo Switch as well, on the when it came out in 2017, was already making a profit on each console sold, which was already impressive. But I'm sure it was a small percentage. But over over the time, over years, these components get a lot cheaper, right? So because of that, you start making more and more profit. And of course, you also rely on game sales. So I think like for Nintendo, they're probably looking at this as we're making so much more money now in terms of profit and terms of the cost to like make this like, you know, we're, we're not spending as much as we did before. Like, why would we go to a 4K model where the price will go up again? Uh, I mean, even if they keep it at, let's say, 399 or 449 like, I think 449 is what the OLED is, is, is at right now. If they're going to put it at that price, because the components are newer, they're, you know, using a, a harder to find uh, component as well. So for Nintendo, it's going to be like, okay, that profit margin, that profit percentage kind of goes down a little bit. So this was obviously the best kind of take to this this was the best way to kind of move forward was we'll continue to make a lot of money but why don't we kind of give them a new model so this new model can be for anyone new that's interested in the nintendo switch because we made it look nicer we fixed things here and there plus plus i think this is the biggest one plus any other any switch owner that we have currently the same way that they try to get the switch light and say that yeah we want switch owners to have multiple nintendo switches in their household they want people to have a Nintendo Switch for the TV. They want people to have the Switch Lite for on the go. I think this is the same idea that they're like, okay, let's put another one for the people, the enthusiasts, the people that really do want that 4K Switch, want stuff to be fixed up. This is for them so that they have a Nintendo Switch and then they see this one kind of like myself and say, you know what? I like the OLED technology. You know what? They fixed up the dock and made it look really nice. You know what? They fixed up the the stand and everything. They made they, they fixed up the texture of the console. Like, they're just these things like this that anyone that has a Switch right now will be thinking twice and then saying, maybe, maybe I should get this. You know, maybe, especially for people like myself and a couple of my friends who bought the Nintendo Switch day one, right? I bought it like literally on the day it launched on in 2017 and haven't, I still have that Switch right now. That's still the one that I have that still works perfectly. It has like a weird issue sometimes with the game card where it might not recognize it here and there, but like, it's not like a big issue. But at the same time, you know, for myself, like now that like now that I'm kind of getting this, I'm like, oh yeah, like it has been four years since I got this. Well, yeah, they did improve the battery life and this and that. You know, they they made a lot of small minor improvements over time, and I'll be able to kind of finally see that. So they they're kind of targeting a huge group with that itself, and that again will lead back to what I was talking about about them continuing to make a profit on this. So I think my main thing is that like we should not get our hopes up for a 4K switch at this point. I know people will kind of keep bringing up that, oh yeah, like this new report came out, this new report came out. I totally get those reports coming up because I'm pretty sure at one point that was Nintendo's plan, but seeing the whole component shortage thing that's happening, you can see they pivoted a little bit. Like I think the idea was that the Nintendo Switch OLED model would have the better components and whatnot. But because of everything that's happening, they probably were like, okay, there's no way we can do that. 
they're like, we can do this, but then it'll be this because stock issues. We'll just, we'll just never make money on this. And we don't want to do that. We want to keep making money on the Nintendo switch and the dock. I don't know if anyone is a lot of reports have come out about this, but the dock apparently also has this new ability to be upgraded or updated. Sorry. So there's like updates that you can push to the new dock. That's, that's kind of coming out with the switch OLED. And obviously there's more reports about how the HDMI out is technically 4k capable and this and that. So people are, a lot of people are predicting that, you know, maybe they can just kind of signal or push out an update to the dock to be able to kind of output in 4k or do some sort of upgrade thing. Uh, it, it still boils down, boils down to the Nintendo switch, not being that powerful to kind of be able to even handle that. And it doesn't have DLSS. So it, it's not like one of those more recent Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, not Nintendo, sorry, but the Nvidia, um, GPUs. So because of that, it won't be able to kind of do that. But the idea, you can see that the idea was there. You can see in like the shell that, yeah, like they were kind of planning to make this the next the next model, you know, 0.5 version or pro, pro version. But because of everything that's happening, they just weren't able to. So I think in all honesty, it, it, in terms of a Nintendo 4K, the, the Nintendo Switch 4K, the best time to probably, or like the time that I think they might release it in a sense it would possibly be maybe in like a couple of years, maybe 2023. But at the same time, when I say that, I just do not think that it will be called the Nintendo Switch 4K or the Nintendo Switch Pro. I think it'll just be called the Nintendo Switch 2. Or if they want to kind of go down the Xbox route, which I do feel like might be a good idea because I'm pretty sure they don't want to leave behind the Nintendo Switch as a, as a whole because that name and that naming convention, all that stuff is just so perfect with what it does that I think it's just possible that they actually might just call it Nintendo Switch 4K with, oh yeah, it is just backwards compatible. Plus there are certain, certain games that will come out that will only be playable on the Nintendo Switch 4K. It's just a thing of like trying to figure out how to like do the names, right? I, I do think that will be happening, but don't expect it next year. I, I know that's what reports are saying. Don't expect it next year. I think 2023 at the earliest and more likely 2024. So from this, we'll quickly talk about Battlefield 2042. Uh, I know I kind of brought up, I was talking about it last week about my experience with the beta, which was interesting. It was fun, um, you know, and I kind of got me back into that Battlefield mode almost. And I did kind of jump into Battlefield 5 for a little bit, uh, Battlefield V. <laughs> but like once I did play Battlefield 5, it was, it was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. It was a little weird because Battlefield 5, honestly weirdly felt smoother like i don't even know how to explain it but like something about like the movement in battlefield 5 just felt a little better and when i play battlefield 5 there were a lot of things that i realized were missing in battlefield 2042 and just like even the cinematic kind of things you know like there's things like i i, I feel like i i haven't properly tried it. i need to try it again whenever i get a chance to play battlefield 2042 again but I feel like you can like do like the whole prone thing that you kind of do in, in Rainbow Six Siege as well. We can kind of do like a whole 360, like look around while you're on the ground. I don't think we can do that in, in Battlefield 2042, but we can do that in Battlefield 5. And it seems that these kind of like, you know, weird, not necessarily bugs, but just grievances or just issues that people have. is something that a lot of people are kind of, are kind of noticing now. And Battlefield 2042 might be in trouble. It's not that the, the game is bad. It's not that the game was like running terribly. It's just that you can see that the game is just missing a lot of features. It's just another one of those situations where it just was not 
you know, done in time or it just was not, you know, kind of managed properly. And this seems to be an, a, a recurring issue with this stuff, with these games that get delayed. And like, it's like they get delayed a year. And like in my brain, I'm like, I, I always kind of think to myself, I'm like, no, it won't, that, that might not happen. But I, I kind of think to myself, I'm like, okay, in a year, the game will come out and might still have a lot of issues. And then you'll be thinking that, you know, they should probably have taken two years. And that just seems like what's happening with Battlefield 2042. I think they delayed it for like a year or so. And like now that we're reaching close to the end, you can tell that they need another year. They need maybe even a six month, but like they need another year. And the problem is that the marketing and everything is the marketing pushes full steam ahead. It's literally a month away. They've already delayed it once. Like it was supposed to come out this this month, but now it's going to come out next month. I honestly do not think that a month is enough to kind of implement the fixes that they think that they can fix. I, I Again, I'm not on that side. I don't know. But based on what we have seen with other games, I just don't think that will happen. And I'm I'm a little disappointed that this is what's happening and it, it just kind of leaves, it, it just leaves Battlefield open. It's just so weird to me for me to think that this was the year, like, you know, this was the year that a lot of people were fed up of Call of Duty. A lot of people were done with Call of Duty and saying, you know what, this is the same, this is not good anymore. It's not innovative, this and that. And it was Battlefield's time to be able to kind of take that mantle in a way. Not, of course, fully take the mantle, but at least, you know, try to kind of make a make a strong argument for it. And Halo's also coming out and Halo's getting rave reviews already, even though, you know, there's all these issues with they don't have co-op campaign, they don't have forge mode. But when people played the game, they're like, okay, we get that you're adding certain features, but the gameplay is amazing. And that's why we play Halo. For Battlefield, it was all the way up to the up to the beta. People were really high for it. They did a really good job with the marketing. They said they already said there was gonna be no campaign. They were like, we're gonna add this and that. They're also gonna charge us full uh, full price. No, not even full price, a premium price at $70. And you know, people were like, okay, fine, fine. It's Battlefield. We like what, what you're showing us. We're into this. And on the other end with this, the beta comes out and people are like, wait, what what? This is the beta. This has all the these have all these like missing features. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. This was better than in the in the older Battlefield games. And at the same time, you're gonna you're gonna tell us that we need to pay full price for this. We have we have a game like Halo Infinite, which will be free to play. The multiplayer mode will be completely free. And if you do want to play the campaign, you can just subscribe to Game Pass. Like the fact that I know that um, EA also has their EA Play Plus. I think. They also have kind of like the subscription service thing where you can kind of play new games on the day it comes out. But again, that's only on PC. It's not like at least the Xbox side, it is console and PC available. But again, the multiplayer is completely free. If you have an Xbox One, if you have an Xbox Series XS, if you have your PC, the Halo Infinite, like it's completely free to play the multiplayer. So when we have something like that, that you have this amazing franchise coming out finally after a long time where people are loving the multiplayer, and then it's free to play. And then you have Battlefield, which are which is saying, give us $70 for just multiplayer. And it's not even, you know, getting, it's not even perfect at this point of time. It's worrying. It's worrying at this point. And I do think that this means that Halo Infinite might actually be the clear winner this year when the fog, the dust settles. Because Call of Duty is just at a point where people are just kind of getting a little fed up now. I think they just, people are just waiting for Call of Duty to an Activision to innovate, um, especially with everything that's happening with Activision Blizzard. I think people are just kind of getting a little fed up 
and rightfully so you know i think it's time i think call of duty does they 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 do need to make some changes they do need to kind of innovate at least a little bit but at the same time you know like put that aside we know there's gonna be a new call of duty every year the same way how there's a new fifa a new madden on the other end you know battlefield was supposed to be the thing that took over call of duty and then at the same time halo infinite was kind of you know, going to be this like supplementary, like my Nintendo Switch console to my PS5 kind of a thing of like, oh yeah, there's like two kind of different styles of game, different kind of things that they're aiming for. They go so perfect hand in hand, Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite. And then now with this, it seems like it's like, okay, Call of Duty, no, we're not really happy with that. Battlefield 2042, oh, the beta was like, okay, you have a lot of things to improve, but you have you have like literally like three weeks to do it. Halo Infinite is like literally the only game I can see coming out of this where people are just fully satisfied. And you know, there's only so much time, even if you're a kid, even if you're in high school, even if you're in college, even if you're like trying to find a job after college, you know, you only have so much time in the day. You only have so much time to dedicate to to a game. And I always kind of, I firmly believe that when it comes to live service games, your brain, your brain can only take up so much your only brain, your brain can only like you know dedicate so much time to a life service game. So that means that you know if you if you're fully invested in Destiny two, I just don't see someone kind of being like okay I'm invested in Destiny two now I'm gonna play New World. Same thing if you're invested in Final Fantasy fourteen, it's not like you'll be like okay I'm gonna go start investing my time into Destiny two. There's only so much time in the day and your and brain power that you can kind of dedicate to these things that you know you can't just go all over the place and that's that's exactly the same way how i feel about battlefield 2042 call of duty halo i love these first person shooting games i, I love playing it with my friends but at the, at the end of the day i know that there will be just one game that i'm just fully focused on right right now i've i had like you know apex legends downloaded i have battlefield stuff like that but i've just been playing split game just because i just like that gameplay and I know that when Halo comes out, like Halo will take over. It's not like I'll be like, oh, let's play Splitgate and Halo. It'll be like, no, no, no. I'm just going to be playing Halo now. So I just don't, I just think that Halo is going to be the clear winner this year, which is going to be awesome. I'm glad that Halo's making this comeback. I do hope the campaign is good. But Battlefield, I don't know. I was so excited. I was so excited. You know, my friends and I, we were playing Battlefield 5 like all throughout this year because we were so excited for Battlefield 2042. But, you know, it's disappointing. At the same time, I just I, I at this point, if they just came out and said, you know what, we're gonna take another six months, I would that would that would change my perception. That would make me say, okay, you know what, fine, perfect. I'm still excited for Battlefield 2042. If Battlefield 2042 comes out the way it is now, it's gonna be a Battlefront 2 or Battlefield 5 situation where it's like, okay, the game is out. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for a little while. They'll add patches. They'll add maps. They'll add this and that. They'll probably discount get a discount in price as well. And then I'll jump in. So let's hope for the best for Battlefield. I, I do. I like, let me know if anyone has been playing the beta because I would love to know what you think about that game. And of course, we're going to jump into talking about games that I've been playing. I, I have jumped in a little bit here and there to play New World. Uh, you know, New World is just that perfect game that gives you that mini dopamine rush or whatever, where you're just completing tasks. You're just getting XP for basically any, anything you do. It's kind of walking around, you're getting XP. And it's just a perfect game. Like again, like the story isn't something impressive. Uh, you know, it's not like that. It's not like I'm going in with the story anymore. It's just the world is really cool. Uh, there's no queue times. You're able to get in ASAP now. So good job on Amazon's end. They, they did whatever they need to do. Uh, you know, they have they do have AWS, but they did they did a good job. So 
in terms of queue times, you're all good. You can jump in whenever you want. And yeah, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm still like enjoying it. I know the level cap is, is at 60. So I'm kind of interested to see how they kind of, first of all, handle story and what they do when you reach the level cap, right? That's kind of what, what I'm curious about is because there's, it, because it is a, it is just like a, a, a one-time pay kind of a game, you're not paying monthly, kind of like Final Fantasy 14 or anything like that. So, you know, there's only so much they can offer right now until an expansion or something like that comes out. But at the same time, I'm also curious, as, okay, like once you do get to the end, is it just like, okay, now just wait, wait until the expansion comes out? Or is it like, no, no, don't worry, we've got you covered. We have things for you to kind of play and do. So let's see, it's gonna take me a while to get there because yeah, like I play like 30 minutes to an hour here and there. So I, I'm not able to fully dedicate myself to it, but like I am, I am enjoying it. I've been, I've been, of course, still playing Far Cry 6. I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing on PC. I keep thinking that maybe I should get it on, on the consoles, but it's fine. I think uh, I, I do need to play. I, I, do, I feel like I need to play more games on my PC because I, otherwise I always kind of go back to the whole thing of like, no, I'll just play on the, on, on the couch. I'll just play on the console. And yeah, like I, I, need to, I need to play games on my PC, which is a weird predicament. Uh, but I feel like if you're someone who has a gaming PC and a console, it's like you need to kind of tell yourself that, no, 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 use that. Like, no, no, try this sometimes. But I am enjoying Far Cry 6. Uh, it's it's really fun and i think i'm enjoying it more just because i didn't really play far cry 5 yeah i didn't play it at all far cry 4 for me was a struggle i didn't really i got into it quite a bit but then after a while i just you know i just wanted to kind of finish the game i just couldn't keep doing the same thing over and over again just kind of that ubisoft fatigue i guess and then far cry 3 as well i played a little bit but never finished it far cry 2 same thing so far cry 6 seems like a, far cry 4 is the only one that i finished and you know it's been a while since that game so I'm pretty excited about Far Cry 6. I am playing it. I am enjoying it. Uh, and yeah, let's see what happens. I, I did jump in a little bit to, into Metroid Dread. I literally played like for 30 minutes and I just then and I played it on my OLED TV. And then my mind, of course, being my mind the way it is, I've decided that, you know what? I'll wait for, wait for my Switch OLED, my 720p Switch OLED screen, uh, because that's the way to play this game. I don't know. I do not know what, what's happening in my brain, why I don't just play it on my OLED TV, because it does look great on it. I've got my surround sound system, everything like that. But no, this is how my brain works. So I played 30 minutes so far. I uh, really liked it. I was surprised by how much I liked it to the point that I started playing Super Metroid on the SNES um, emulator thing on the Nintendo Switch, SNES Online, whatever you want to call it. And I started playing Super Metroid there. And like, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun game. I do wish they would remake it. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of get into. I will say that it's a lot easier than you would think. But of course, you have to kind of go in with that mindset of like, you know, th this is a Metroidvania. This is kind of what it's it's known for. There's there's just things scattered all over the map, and you just kind of just have to like roam around. Just go left, go right, go up, go down. Try new areas, find new areas to like find entrances and whatnot. So I am kind of enjoying Super Metroid, uh, but of course, like now that you know my OLED screen, OLED Switch is coming out soon. Uh, I'll probably just jump back into Metroid Dread and focus on finishing that first before kind of jumping into any other any other Metroid games. But I am enjoying it. And as a, as a new Metroid fan, I'm pretty excited. Um, this is actually kind of getting me into into Metroid Prime as well, which I'll probably play on my Wii U at some point. So, but like I am, I'm liking this franchise quite a bit just because of the Metroid Dread, the whole fever around it. But thanks so much everyone for joining. It really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the social media links and the email, all that stuff will be in the link below. And I will see everyone next time. Bye.